Hi there, welcome to the Hole in One Golf Podcast. I'm your host, Jack Lowe. Please do remember to subscribe to the podcast on whichever platform you're listening on. And also please rate and share the podcast to really help it grow so we can continue to share some great golfing tales as well as golfing trail stories, which is the aim of the podcast. If you would like to get involved in the podcast or connect, please reach out on any of the links listed below. Please also join the Hole in One Golf Podcast on Facebook and Instagram to share comments and stories. In episode number two of series three, where I talk with different golfers around the world on how they play golf, and of course the courses where they play golf, it was a great pleasure to be joined by our very first Canadian guest on the Hole in One Golf Podcast, Matthew Muffet. As well as being a teacher and newly married, Matt has still found time over the past 11 years to support and work at the Trafalgar Golf and Country Club in Milton, Ontario, Canada which is very close to Toronto and is great golfing country, as there are many other great courses in close proximity, such as Royal Ontario and many others. Matt is currently working as an assistant in the professional shop at Trafalgar, but he's also worked on the course, the range and the clubhouse. You could say that Matt has a real special family connection to the golf club, as his entire family have worked there. And his new wife, Mary, has even started playing as Matt is getting here into golf so they can share some great memories. Matt tells some awesome golfing tales from Trafalgar Golf Club. And we also discuss how the club bounced back from firstly a fire which destroyed the clubhouse and then how they tackled COVID-19. And in fact, they've had their most successful year to date. We also talk about Trafalgar's awesome junior program, the club being home to major winner Sandra Post, and Matt also talks about the benefits of using Club Lake. And I try and get my head around how they only play six months of golf a year in Canada. Hey, Matt, how's it going? Hey, Jack, how are you, man? Very good. How are you? Good, buddy. Great. Yeah, thanks very much for uh, for joining me. Thanks for having me, man. That's all good. You're, you're um, the very first uh, Canadian I've spoken to, so oh, pretty, very pretty cool. cool. Nice. <laughs> awesome. Nice. So whereabouts are you exactly? Uh, so we're, I'm in Ontario in Canada. Yeah. So um, pretty close to Toronto. Oh, cool. Yeah. So we, I just got home maybe half hour ago. We had the first day of our club championship today. Oh, wow. First ever. Yeah. Pardon me? If that was the first one ever or just this year? I uh, know just this year. So yeah. Um, yeah, so it was, just, it was day one today, um, day two is tomorrow. Um, oh, cool. So you're pretty yeah. busy at the moment. <laughs> yeah, it was, it, was, it was a long day. I think I got there at about 6, 6.30 this morning and left at about almost, uh, almost 8 o'clock. So, oh, yeah, wow. Yeah, day. that's a very long day. Oh, well, no, th- thanks for sticking, sticking with us. And, uh, yeah, no problem at all. So, uh, sorry, where, where's the golf club that you're based at? Uh, so it's in Milton, Ontario. Yep um it's um and what's it called it's called trafalgar golf club yeah so i I mean are you um do you work there dude yeah yeah so i worked there this is my 11th year working there wow Uh, um that's quite a good yeah i'm actually with with a few um few people leaving this year i'm now actually the longest employee who's been there um i started when how old was i i must have been 18 Oh, wow. I'm 29 now. Yeah, so when I was 18, and I was in the back shop, just like washing clubs and carts and stuff like that. 
And then uh, I, I've kind of bounced around a lot. Like I started in the pro shop maybe about yeah. four or five years after that. Oh, um, cool. I worked in maintenance for a fall. Actually, I, yeah. I, used, I, was, I was working maintenance and pro shop at the same time. So I do maintenance in the morning. Yeah. So I'd cut all the holes for the course. Wow. And then I'd go to the pro shop for the afternoon, work the pro shop shit. I was trying to make some extra money to actually save up for an engagement ring. Oh, wow. Um, <laughs> yeah. So I was working like double dude. That was like tiring. Um, I worked in the kitchen for a little bit for some extra shifts. I was a, um, I helped on the line doing yep. uh, like just some prep stuff. And then I also, I worked in the clubhouse doing yep. uh, the maintenance in there. So yeah, I've, I've done it all over the 12 Oh, years. wow. It sounds like you're, you're the local uh, go-to guy for the golf over there, aren't you? Yeah, it just, it just com comes with the territory, I guess. So, I mean, have you played much golf there um, at Trafalgar or is it mainly just, you know, covering off all of the different other sections of the club? Uh, I can't say I'm hard, hard done by it for golf. Oh, really? Um, I cool. think this year, uh, yesterday I played and it was, I think it was round number 53 of the year. Yeah. Oh, that's good. Pretty good. Since we oh, that's very good. Yeah. Like partway through May. So yeah. yeah I've been, oh, sweet. Been playing a lot. Yeah. That's, that's cool. Cause um, I think some people are working golf. They don't always get to play much today, you know, because they're so busy, like you say, running all the competitions and tournaments. Yeah, like I, I used to only play maybe 25, 30 times a year. And then the last like three years, I've started to play kind of more in the 75 range. Yeah. Um, you know, it's been helpful. I dropped my handicap. I was about a 15 before and now I'm down to been hovering between nine and 10. Um, oh, cool. Year. So it's been yeah. a pretty good, pretty good year for you in the handicap stakes. But um, yeah. Yeah, I've had my, I've gotten to the lowest I've been, which was, which was awesome. So, I mean, what type of course is it? Like I've seen some good stuff online, you know, it looks like a stunning course. Um, yeah. Yeah. So this is, how does uh, it play? it's, it's, it, it definitely is forgiving. It's pretty flat. Um, yep. You can definitely get away with if you, if you go a little bit left or right, you'll more or less end up in another fairway rather than. Oh, wow. Cool destroyed by a forest so it is forgiving in that regard right that's good um it uh there's not like a ton of water on the course where your difficulty realizes that we have really tough greens um, oh, so wow. that's where like you really need to um you know be on your game there wow but okay cool not, like you pop bunkers or like i said there's not like a ton of forest or anything like, it's, it's just the greens yeah so i mean what's your best what's your best school there do you think for me my yeah. lowest is 77 there oh that's good nice yeah yeah i shot it i think i've done it three times oh very um, good actually, yeah yeah it was good oh excellent i mean is is the area you're in it it looks like pretty good golfing country around there is there like quite a yeah so within it? a 10 minute drive in almost yep. any direction there's five golf courses oh wow there. so there's our cool course and then there's another course called hornby golf club yep Another one called Piper's Heath. Oh, wow, cool. Uh, so Hornby and Piper's are both uh, public courses. Yep. And we're semi-private. I'm actually, and my first job was actually at uh, Piper's Heath. Yeah. Uh, I worked there before I worked at Trafalgar. Um, there's another one called Wildwood. Yeah. Which um, we actually, I can go into in a little bit. We actually lost about 120 of our members there last year. Oh, wow. Cool. Got them almost all back this year. <laughs> they came back. And then, oh that's uh, cool that's cool yeah so it was nice um so sorry to wildwood but uh, <laughs> at the same time and then there's one more called royal ontario which is yeah. a 
uh, public course as well too. So yeah, like you, you really, if you're a golfer in this area, you really got a pretty good selection. Yeah, and then maybe another 15 minutes from there, there's two more private clubs as well. Yeah, I mean, so to be honest, I don't know much about golf in Canada. I mean, I know that it's produced lots of good golfers, you know, famous ones and great golf courses. So, I mean, do you, do you have a sense of the sort of sport in Canada compared to elsewhere, or is it kind of hard because obviously you're you're there, so you can't really. So the thing that worked out good for uh, golfers in Canada, yeah. we're all hockey players. So oh, of course, it yeah, yeah. With our season so that it's, yeah. it's the opposite <clears throat> of it. Um, it. We can basically golf from, if we're lucky, the end of April, but usually kind of beginning of May. And then yeah. we can play till basically end of October. Cool. Uh, so you can only play like half the year, just over half the year then, can you? Yeah. Yeah. yeah like our, our window is fairly small. Um, but yeah. Yeah, and then there's there's a lot of indoor simulators around here where you yep. can go and you can yeah you can play. So that's what oh, cool. a lot of guys will do. So so like in the in the off season is that that's the hockey season. So guys play hockey then mainly. Yeah, yeah, hockey for sure. Absolutely. <laughs> that that's um, the main sport in uh, Canada, is it? Yeah, hundred percent. Number one sport, hockey yeah. and golf. No, I mean golf's exploded this year. Oh wow, cool. So, I mean, like so, at our course, for example we surpassed our entire year's like last year's revenue in the oh, first wow. month we were open this year oh my god what's what's the story there then like how has that happened no it's covid man like that's what's been the uh yep. the big thing like i mean there's almost no, like so we when uh, we started the year we had about i think it was about 200 members yeah and now we're up to 600 Oh wow, cool! That's awesome. And like we're still semi-private, so like we we still have tons of public play as well too. Yeah, I'll pay and like pay and play. Three hundred and twenty, three hundred twenty-five players on a tee sheet every day, <laughs> which is like crazy. Oh, cool! Wow. Um, we got a men's league that runs on Wednesdays, and we have about two hundred and thirty people in that. Or sorry, men that's in that. Cool. And then on Thursdays we have our ladies league, which has about sixty ladies in it. Wow, that's very very cool. So, um, how have you? I know it's been a bit of a rocky year for everyone, really, hasn't it, around the world? But, like, how yeah. how have you guys coped? Like, what challenges have you had, and how have you coped with it? So, um, our biggest challenge was, I think, probably keeping our staff safe, um, yeah, keeping yeah, the volume course, of yeah. people down. Once you're on the course, it's it's a fairly safe. Like, I mean, at most you got four people in a group, yeah, and you're you know, three, 400 yards away from everybody else. So we're, you know, it's, once you're out there, it's fairly safe. It's fine. But to kind of walk you through the experience, like from when you walk in our front gates to when you leave, Yeah. Um, when you walk in, you go immediately to the pro shop, um, anything you need, like your scorecards and stuff is all outside. Um, we have hand sanitizer ever. Anytime you need yeah. to touch something, there's bottles of hand sanitizer. Our pro shop, uh, masks are mandatory in our pro shop and in right. our clubhouse. Yep. And um, you can only allow two people at a time inside the pro shop. So it keeps the amount of... Uh, yeah, that makes sense. Down. Yeah. Um, in the pro shop, or sorry, in the clubhouse, we have a little more space. It's a full dining area. And in Ontario now, um, the COVID rules, you can have up to 50 people inside of a building. Oh, cool. So you keep your mask on until you sit down. And once you're at your table of maximum four, you can take your mask off then within... Yep. The people who you're sitting with are supposed to be within your 10-person bubble, which is, again, the setup for Ontario at the moment. Yeah. Um, outside, we can have up to 150 people be there Yeah. Um, in one area. But, I mean, over the course of the whole golf course, like, there's tons of room for everyone to spread out there. So, um, I mean, have you coped quite well with all of these changes, or has it just been, you know, a nightmare? You know, or... 
Yeah, it, it's the biggest thing has been reminding people, hey, you need to put on a mask, or hey, we can only have two yeah. people in the shop at a time. Yeah. The actual play itself, uh, I'm not sure what you guys do, but we leave the flags in, and we have yeah, which same, yeah, same. Yeah, we have this little plastic disc that kind of sits in the cup, and so when the ball goes in, it just kind of like you can still put it in like normal, but the ball doesn't drop all the way in, so you can kind of just grab it, oh, got it. and pull it yeah. out. Yeah. Um, so you know, it, yeah. it maintains the integrity of the game in terms of like putting the ball in, um, but it it still keeps it safe in that you're not kind of drilling your hand all the way in, you're not pulling the flag. Uh. Out the <laughs> and then our bunkers, um, we have no rakes, so it's yeah. kind of a local rule yeah. for it. It's just lift, clean, and smooth. So you pick it up and smooth out your foot and place it back down, um, which was a little trickier for our um, club championship this weekend. Yeah. So what we did is we had like a few different staff going around and they were raking the bunkers oh, cool. you, know, you had your own rake and they were doing that well in between groups nice yeah oh, that's awesome I, it sounds like um you know you've you've done the best you can and it's worked out okay considering all of yeah. the problems but yeah i know for sure it's 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 been our probably one of our most successful years that we've had absolutely wow <laughs> i'm not sure i don't think many other people probably could say that could they but um, all golf that's courses awesome. around are booming around us oh, in your area yeah, yeah. cool it's not just us everywhere oh, wow. like, all the courts are just jamming there's nothing else to do especially for like kids too like there's no oh, i got it yeah baseball, yeah of so course yeah them, uh, so it's, it's actually a great opportunity for the golf sector isn't it to try and push on you know oh, get more people 100%. involved and absolutely i mean you know, yeah. what, a, what a great opportunity to grow the game 100 percent. have you got have you brought people in who might ne- not necessarily have played golf before you know like new juniors or ladies or, or people that play say only hockey before and now they're just trying yeah, golf or we do get that a lot yeah. as a public golf course um in our starters so we on the first tee we have starters match my dad's a starter oh cool and yeah. um yeah so part of their job on the first tee is to kind of give the lay of the land to the people who are coming who haven't been there before yep. to say oh, hey cool. these are things that you should do hey if you're <laughs> a new golfer you should probably go play the forward tees um i mean yeah. i, I actually the other day my poor dad he was out there he was trying to get some golfers who were slower moving along quick and yeah you know, oh nice good stuff play. so he's like okay hey we're gonna drive right from the 10th like you guys finish out on 10 and we're gonna yeah. drive right from 10 to 12 and that way we can kind of pick up some space yeah well the guy just drove straight over top of the green oh god and my dad <laughs> oh, had to explain hey listen like you can't do that and the guy's like, oh, no. like why not it's the fairway it looks the same as the tee and my dad's like okay oh, all right, all right. Well, no like you know these are the areas you can't so oh wow yeah um, i mean yes yeah, so we like that part of it can be frustrating and that um people don't necessarily know what to do but it's also great that it's nice to see that new people are taking up the game yeah of course yeah sure. that's cool all right nice one and so is it you mentioned your dad there like is is your family involved in golf as well yeah yeah so um our history at the course kind of is fairly deep so yeah my uh the the course was originally owned by eight different families yep and one of the the families the um his name is watson and he were they were looking for somewhere to get their trophies done for a club championship and everything and he just went to like a local trophy shop, which happened to be my grandpa's oh, cool. um, trophy shop. So <laughs> for years before I worked there, my grandpa worked like with them doing trophies and everything. Yeah. And then um, about 12 years ago, uh, my brother, my younger brother started there as a summer job in the back yeah. shop. And I was working at a different golf course at the time. But 
my parents said to us like, Hey, listen, we're not driving you to two different places in the morning. (laughs) So you guys got to figure out how to end up at the same place. So I tried to get my brother Andrew to my golf course because it was in the town that we lived in, which is Georgetown. It's about yeah, got it. minutes from Milton. Yeah. But they didn't have a spot for them, but they did at Trafalgar. So I ended up moving over to Trafalgar. Oh wow. And then our third brother, Ryan, he ended up joining the course a couple uh, years later. So the three of us worked there for about eight or nine years together, which was great. Uh, my dad retired two years ago and then he took up starting as yep. kind of his retirement job. And then now that my grandpa doesn't do the trophies for the course, my uncle now does it. Oh, wow. And then my other uncle is a salesman for uh, golf apparel. I mean, oh, nice. Golf Friends. It's a, it's yeah. a Canadian company. And he does our, our stuff for the course, too. So, yeah. We've, oh, wow. We've cool. Had it all there, yeah. That's a proper golf family. That is everyone involved. Yeah. Yeah. And I, you know what? Even I'll give my wife credit, too. I'm sure we play softball and volleyball uh, in the yeah. summer. Um, but both of those were out. So she took up golf this summer, too. So I've been going out Thursday nights with her. Oh, so, good on yeah. it. Nice. Yeah. So that's her welcome to the family, I guess. <laughs> Very good. Oh, that's awesome, man. That's great that your whole family is involved. Um, so, I mean, can you tell me a bit more about the golf club? It sounds pretty interesting. Uh, it's been there a while, hasn't it? Yeah. And, so yeah. we, uh, 1958. Um, it was previously a sod farm. Yep. <laughs> and then those eight families that I, I spoke about earlier purchased yep. the course and then they built nine holes. Yep. Um, originally. And um, the original membership was only $100 for the year, which, is, which is crazy. And uh, so in 2017, so three years ago, yesterday, sorry, three years ago, two days ago. Yep. It was the third anniversary of the clubhouse burning down. Oh God! So what? How, so what, how did that happen? Uh, what happened there? Like? Yeah. So it's 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 a little bit of a, a mystery still. Um, it was a kitchen fire that happened yeah. overnight. Um, haven't been given the full no. story as to whether it was one of the chefs who left something on that he yeah. shouldn't have. Um, but essentially, um, it was you know it's an older building and part of mm. the ventilation and the flaps to release the air didn't work yep. and basically all of what was the natural gas that was leaking and everything just kept basically um uh like condensing condensing yeah of course yeah just like caught fire oh, wow. and into a huge fireball and the whole place burned down um so then I mean, what sort of impact did that have did, did that have a huge impact on the club and stuff or was it well, you know, funny time enough, for a new clubhouse like that's fine our uh, our tea time only got delayed by an hour and a half that day golfers <laughs> went out an hour and a half <laughs> later that's what kind of golf, oh, good so is that? golf course is it's, it's a very like it's a golfer's golf club like if you want to go yeah. play 100 rounds in a year this go. is the kind of place to go it's less oh, wow. like a um like a country club style you know yeah. what i mean like um it's a golfer's club that's cool so yeah. everyone kept on golfing, but it was just yeah, like, yeah, no, going to bar. Yeah, yeah, no, places <laughs> like there's firefighters putting out the oh, flames. Wow, and, and they're off. still playing. Um, yeah, and then so we ended up working at a trailers for basically the next two years while it got rebuilt. Mm-hmm. And then coincidentally or um, part of it, those eight yeah. families um, near the end of that year, they decided to sell the golf club. Right. So, which is, which obviously, you know, was devastating. So we were basically told that like, Hey, the course is shutting down at the end of the year. Oh, wow. And, you know, we're going to, they're going to turn it into warehouses. It wasn't. Oh my God. For, 
yeah mm. and so there's that you know we had there's like these big meetings like with all the membership to explain what was happening and then there was at one point there was one of our old head pros was gonna buy the golf course um but then he didn't anyways it was very like wishy-washy and we yeah. were basically told in the year hey that's the end of it like sorry oh wow and then in march of last year um this company called golf north decided yeah. to take it over and lease it for four years and so golf north it's a company that it owns a, i think we own 32 different golf courses oh cool and when you get a membership it's kind of like somewhere i'm not sure if you're familiar with club link but it's a similar concept yeah. that like you, you buy one membership and you get to kind of play all the different courses oh that's cool yeah so they took it over last march and as a result we were late in the year we lost like i said earlier a lot of our members went over to wildwood um, yeah. and they all, a lot of them also went to club link as well too um but this year yeah now that we got back up and running um, and we were kind of back on our feet and people, you know, I understand why people left too, because they were basically told, Hey, you don't have a golf course. I don't blame for going to find somewhere else, you know? Yeah, of course. Yeah. But now that they do it, we are back. We got most of our members back and oh, cool. we're you know, almost back to the same capacity that we were before, um, which has been really great this year. And we've been myself and the rest of the pro shop team, we've been doing our best to try to get ourselves back to feeling as much of a private club as we can. Um, but sh- of course, welcoming the uh, daily play experience yep. as well, too. Yeah. Oh, no, that's cool. That, that's a pretty interesting roller coaster ride, really, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, I know. It was wild. I mean, yeah, it's, uh, it was a lot. But yeah, like I said this year's been awesome. Like, I uh, can't say enough about how things have gone. That's Other good than to know they've gone well. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, I, I checked out you know, the course website and I, and I saw that um, you had a famous. Uh, player there a, a famous lady professional didn't you that who won yeah so her name is Sandra Post. Sandra Post, yeah, so yeah. yeah so she was a member at um, a, cl- a club nearby called the Oakville Club yeah and this was like a long time ago um, times were different and as a woman and both as a junior junior yep. woman she was not able to actually play the course oh so she's only allowed to practice that's not good is it? <laughs> now those were the times um, I went, like back then. Yeah. Even till exactly. recently, like juniors didn't really get much of a look in. Exactly. Yeah. And um, the owners of the course, they had a very different belief in it. Yeah. And they had, they put a lot of um, stock into their junior program. And then we brought yep. Stanford over to ours and she was able to play. And, you know, that's kind of was the beginning of her career there, which was really cool. And we had, a lot of other juniors come out of there too. Um, wow, that's incredible, yeah. LPGA, her name is Jessica Shapley. She played oh, wow. at us as well too. Um, and, but Sandra Post, of course, was the most successful that we had. Well, it's pretty nice to have a, have a major winner come out of your junior section. Yeah. Isn't it? Like, yeah. Not many courses say that. I think, yeah, I think she won it when she was 20, didn't she? And that was like her first big tournament win. And yeah, yeah. Pretty absolutely. cool. Yeah, yeah so I mean, lots like, of kudos to, the, wow. to our, you know, the owners back then to see the the merit in junior yeah. golf for sure so i mean do you still have a strong junior program now and then coaching and stuff like that we do yeah so yeah. uh we have 157 juniors oh wow that's this year. pretty good <laughs> program uh we run two different academies out of our course yeah. um one was a gentleman named doug lowry um he runs his another gentleman yeah. named bradley ryle and he oh, wow. runs his out of there too and they're both have strong foundations in junior golf and then our shop on Tuesdays, we run a junior program. So there's uh, three different time slots throughout the day. 
Um, we, we spread it out again because of COVID because we didn't want to have yeah. too many kids all together at once. We would normally do like a bigger group session and it's great. So the, it's, it, the focus of it is for juniors who are newer to golf yep. and they come out and they get a clinic done with one of our different pros. Oh, and cool. then they go and they play nine holes with some of their friends like oh, that they've met in the clinic. So it's great. So Tuesdays is, is it's our junior day, which has been so, awesome. So I mean, do they, do they just show up and, and give it a go? Like, can anyone sort of join in or? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. They, they're, they, they sign up for the clinic and they sign up for the time slots each week and they yeah. come and we have a pro and we have about groups, about groups of five or six. And we have about four or five of our pros on property. And we also have female teaching pros as yep. well too, which is great for some of the young female golfers to see, uh, like yep. see that as well too. It, it's, it, it's really awesome. That's cool. So, I mean, have, have they, have some of them developed into, you know, like sort of members and, and low handicaps and good, good amateurs and that through the ranks? Or? Yeah, actually we have uh, a one girl. Um, she, she works with our, our pros now and she was yep. a member before. And uh, she actually won the drive, chip, and putt for her age group at the Masters. Oh my God, that that's pretty and successful. And that's a Borbolas, which is really cool. Um, nice. Yeah, so she it was a couple years ago um, she did it, but yeah, it was yeah, it was, she's. And is that a di- like basically a direct result of the Junior Academy, then, isn't it? They go through there. Yeah, yeah, we we have an unbelievable program. Play. We're very proud of it. Wow, that's cool, man. And um, so, have you got any other kind of? I ask this to everyone. Like, have you got any cool golfing stories? I mean, you mentioned quite a few there already, but funny stories or I don't know, funny moments where someone famous has played or yeah. Um, well, the the ones that I find more, most of my crazy stories have kind of happened while I'm working rather than when I'm golfing. Oh wow! Really? Um, so. We, a lot of them are animal based. Yes, uh, that's we, cool. we live close to a whole bunch of farms. Yeah. And uh, I, at the end of the night, you go out and you do a course check. You go and find all the push cards that people have left on the course. Or, you, yeah. know, you know, you just check to make sure you kind of where everybody is yeah. and everything. And this was years ago. And the night I went out and <laughs> there was this, this gentleman and he was riding around on an ATV <laughs> and he had a shotgun with him and he was hunting this deer. And I, oh my you God. know, I, had to basically go up to him, but hey man, listen, like this is a golf course, like yeah. this is in a forest. You know, I'm nervous. He's got like a like a and like he's a got a shotgun or whatever. Yeah, or I don't know what he can shotgun hunting or whatever it was. Yeah, and uh, you know, like oh. had that. Um, we've <clears> had one of the farms near us too. They have pigs, and we've had them escape a few times and end up on our property, and they're just like running, like running around <laughs> the property just hilarious uh we have lots of cool wildlife we have a yeah. bunch of snapping turtles um, oh have, cool yeah they're getting deer and foxes and um, coyotes which are which are oh cool wow too. yeah you've got a lot of wildlife there aren't you and i don't think we yeah 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 we're, we're fortunate in that regard um i mean i guess our craziest story is obviously the the clubhouse itself burning down yeah that's <laughs> that's that's a real tough one but it's it's cool yeah. how the guy still kept playing golf and just yeah yeah, yeah didn't, but... didn't phase them so and uh <laughs> yeah um i guess yeah i mean like we we uh we had um two albatrosses within the couple weeks of each other at the course which was cool yeah that was like i mean i don't i don't know like all in ones on par four probably like a two on a par five yeah oh yeah two, yeah 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 yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, nice. Just, oh, that's cool. Easy. You call it an albatross because they they try and call it a double eagle in America, don't they? And then 
Yeah, yeah, no, that was, that was way cooler. <laughs> just yeah. getting a better bird, right? So uh, was that a particular par five or were they different ones or? They were different ones. Oh, wow. Um, like, again, like we have, a, we, have a, we have a really strong membership in terms of their skill level. Yeah. Um, my, yeah, they again, sound pretty good. <laughs> yeah. So I mentioned before, like my grandfather did the trophies for the course. So like part yeah. of his thing was at the end of the year, everyone who got a hole in one, they receive a plaque like with the date oh, on it and everything. And uh, my grandpa was always amazed because you know he does a variety of different golf courses. Like yeah. how many more our course would have than you know a lot of the other courses he would do. Like you know there was years where we'd have twenty one ones like on our course. Like it was crazy. <laughs> so long yeah. <laughs> that's pretty so that's every couple of weeks someone's getting a hole in one and yeah it seemed like, <clears throat> like i think this year we have i believe it was seven or eight this year so far yeah i mean to have two albatrosses in the space of a couple of weeks as well yeah I mean, that's kind yeah, of like pro I, stuff I, isn't it <laughs> yeah like i don't even know if we've had one since to be to be quite honest with you um but yeah i mean honestly our course too like a lot of the staff like when you're there you're there for a long time like our yeah. Our head pro, um, who was there, Frazier, he was there for like 23, 24 years. John, oh, wow. our assistant, he was there for like about the same. And Martha, yeah. our GM, who retired this year, she was there for about 28 years. Like it's Wow, that's good. Like, Very good. Uh, yeah. Actually, I mean, a cool story. Our, um, our head bartender, his name yeah. was Lenny. Yeah. And uh, one of those families, like years and years ago, they went on a, like a vacation to a resort. Yeah, and Lenny was a bartender. I, I don't know exactly oh, wow. which country he was from, um, but <laughs> I it, brought it, like it, overseas it was a somewhere, Caribbean country of some sort. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh wow! And he was a bartender there, and you know they really liked him, and <laughs> you know they said to him like, "Hey, listen, like if you want, we'll pay for you to come to Canada, and oh, we'll, you know we'll give you a job for as long as you want." <laughs> and Lenny came to Canada, and he was a bar, our head bartender for fifty years. Fifty years. 50 years and he, he he lived at the course we have a house on the course and he lived yep. there at one point and he retired basically when we got sold last year um so yeah that was a really cool story you know oh, wow. someone, you know basically a, a he life. must have been like the best bartender ever though surely oh my god everybody knew him yeah yeah everyone everybody knew. <laughs> yeah, oh that's everybody. so cool that's a great yeah. story and like what i mean what is your favorite favorite course that you've played though um I mean, you can say progress if you want, but <laughs> what's like the um, best when you played? Yeah, so last year, um, we, uh, I, I, again, I was actually kind of in the same boat. I, I assumed that we were shut down as well. Right. And yeah. I got a membership myself with Clubline. So I, and then yeah. when, we got, when we got brought back, I ended up doing a membership and I was working here. And uh, so I really did enjoy playing a lot of the Clubline courses. Yeah. Um, but you know, I like for me, like I know Trafalgar, like like the back of my hand, like every <laughs> little place. There's nothing that surprises me anymore. Um, I don't know. I just I never get sick of that course. Um, I think you know I'll be sad one day if you know depending on what happens with it in terms of uh, development. Yeah. Um, but hopefully, you know, if we're keeping as successful as we are, hopefully that's a long time in the future. Yeah. I mean, if you've had your best year yet, then hopefully it'll just keep continuing. Hopefully. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. It's, it's the thing is, I think everyone's a little bit uncertain times at the moment, aren't they? We, no one knows what's sort of around the corner there. Yeah. And, you know, being on the golf course Crazy. is a safe spot, right? So. And so, I mean, have you got any kind of any uh, new, cool new goals, you know, for the rest of the year, like for yourself or for the club, you know? Like what are yeah, you what are you sort um, of working on and 
Yeah. So for myself, um, I'm actually a, a school teacher as well, too. Um, oh, cool. Wow. Golf, oh, okay. Yeah. So golf course has kind of always been my summer job. So it's kind of always worked right, out got it. Yeah. I became a teacher. And then obviously this year with schools being shut down, I was able to work a little more at the golf course. Yeah. Um, to be honest, uh, it, it's almost like a, like a coaching goal for myself. Um, yeah. For me, you know, I've I'm pretty happy with how things have gone this year. I can't say I can complain too much. And actually this past week, I, uh, on the 16th hole par four, I chipped in or like a full shot actually for an Eagle, which I'd never done before. So that was cool. That's cool. Yeah. It's <laughs> about 160 cool. yards out. And, uh, oh, yeah, wow. so I was quite happy with that. But I think for me, I think right now, like, like I said, my wife's learning. And so she's yeah. playing, she's teeing it up from about the 150 yard marker. I think my goal is to get her to the point where she can play like the proper like yeah. uh, late tees, the red tees that we have. So, um, yeah. How, again, how do you I, find that? Like in, in coaching, like someone, you know, or close to you, you know, like your wife did. Uh, she's not a very good listener when I talk, I'll tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, she's good. She's good. She's good. But um, it's definitely, it's, it's, it's been a good um, experience for me in that I can see what, you know, is what she's doing right or what she's doing wrong, but it's tough as someone who hasn't necessarily been um, professionally trained as a, a golf instructor yep. to kind of find and be like, okay, these are what you need to do. So she actually took a lesson with one of the academy pros this week, yep. which was super helpful, and he was awesome. He ex- he explained everything. He did a lot of cool things like her glove. He wrote, he drew on it and gave her oh, a cool. line to show on how to do like you know proper grip and alignment. It was it was really helpful. Um, so yeah, oh, and cool. then I think, I think, yeah, maybe just for myself personally, just see if I can, you know, if I can hit that 75 round plateau again. Yeah. See if I can just that just keep trying to shoot there. lower scores and, and stuff like that. Oh, yeah, so, you, yeah. so you're actually a school teacher. Wow. That's, how, how do you find time to do all the, I know, like you say, school's not open right now, but when it is open, you know, and you're teaching again. Yeah. Um, so how does it work? Is it a good, good job to have to allow you to play golf and stuff? <laughs> it is yeah i mean it definitely is totally convenient with uh the summers being off the summers, and yeah, yeah. Um, and then i mean the school day itself is done fairly early in the day like uh, for me i teach high school so we're usually yeah. done at 2 30 maybe three o'clock depending on the start to the school so if i do want to go plan nine holes um it's, it's fairly easy for me after school to get over there uh, once the school year starts up, I will, I'll usually only work Saturday mornings and then yeah. I'll work uh, men's night on Wednesday nights as well cool. too. Um, I mean, do you do it because you, you know, you just enjoy, you know, being part of the golf club then, you know, as well as your, yeah, day, your you know, day job. Like, basically. Yeah. Like I, I don't know. Like it, it, I, it's tough to put words on sometimes. Like I just, there's something about the place that I really just do enjoy and I just yeah. enjoy going back to and, not that like teaching feels like work or anything like that. Like I really do love that as well, but I don't know. It's, it's very seldom that I have a bad day when I'm at the golf course, when I'm working. So um, yeah, no, it's great. Oh, that sounds good, man. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm, it's good to hear that the club's now kind of back on its feet again and getting new members and um, <clears throat> cause I guess, yeah, some people have been really badly affected, haven't they? It's been, been terrible the whole COVID yeah no and like you know I almost feel guilty like being so happy and talking about how the golf industry because I know that there are like you said so many people that this has been you know such a a tough time um but you know everything is comes in cycles and you know there'll be you know it'll work itself out for sure 
Yeah. I mean, have you, do you travel much like in your area or around Canada or is it just because it, it's such a huge country, isn't it? Yeah. Um, I've been, I haven't been out West to those provinces. Yeah. I don't, I don't, yeah. We have provinces. I don't yeah, know. I see that, yeah. <laughs> but your guys, different areas are called. Um, but I've been out East um, and I've, I've played some golf out there in PEI, which is like yeah. the smallest province in Canada. Um, yeah. Um, it's, it's, in PEI, it's cool. So, like, the, the sand is red there. Um, oh, wow. Just, That's cool. It's just something, like, I'm, I'm not sure exactly what it is. Um, <laughs> got, there is some science behind it. I just can't think <clears throat> of it off the top of my head. But, yeah, they're yeah. bonkers. It's, like, red, dark sand, which is, is pretty cool. That's awesome. I mean, do you get many golfers coming across the border as well, like uh, Americans and stuff like that? Or are there tourists, you know, from – because I know a few UK guys, I think, have gone there and – they always rave about how good it is and great courses and great people. And Yeah. I mean, yeah. Like, I mean, if you ever come over the border, you would likely fly into Toronto. Yeah. And our courses, our areas are only about half hour from Toronto. And like, like kind of like we talked about earlier, there's a, there's a big set of options in our area specifically. So yeah, we, we totally, we definitely get a lot of tourists in that regard. Oh, that's cool. I mean, are they, are they like Americans or is it just, from all over the show then it's, like, it's a mixed bag for sure yeah 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 i mean you get a few people from like new zealand and the uk they'll go to canada um but it's kind of almost like a bucket list trip you know it's not like you wouldn't just yeah. go there for a quick holiday it's it's like a big tour and absolutely and then like we do the opposite like coming out your guys is a bucket yeah. list for one for us too so no, i mean you get the odd odd canadian down here and I, there's a lot in the, in the uk though like in london i think quite a few yeah, and then a lot of Canadians too. I mean, they go to Florida like for the winter, so they're they're called they like they'll basically oh, wow. as soon as October rolls around, it starts to get cold here. Yeah, they go to Florida and they play golf in there all winter, yeah. and then they come back in April when it's just getting nice here. So they basically never see snow. I mean, if, so if, if you were say a, a touring pro professional, I guess you would want to be based somewhere like Florida when you because in I guess in Canada you can only play six months of the year then so exactly and a lot of pros in canada um they'll either a lot of them will will go to florida or like arizona and stuff like that and they'll go there to teach for the winter yeah um they'll often do that yeah oh cool i mean do, do you think there's quite a lot of those guys um in canada you know like aspiring professionals or or does everyone want to be you know hockey players <laughs> no definitely yeah i mean WR, I mean, at our, our course alone, like we have probably four or five pros and then oh, wow. God, a handful good. of like aspiring ones as well yeah. too. Um, in Canada, we have a lot of great like mini tours you can play on yeah. and you can oh, work cool. your way up to the PGA Tour. Um, oh, wow. Like we have the McKenzie Tour, which is uh, like, a, like one where a lot of guys start off on. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it's a great opportunity for sure. Yeah, no, I've, I've definitely heard about those tours. I mean, like I say, the standard there is obviously very good. Um, one, one name you always hear a lot of is a guy called Mo Norman. I don't know if you've ever heard of him. But yeah, he's, he's kind of like a mythical character, isn't he, of just this ball-striking machine there. Yeah, yeah. No, he, like, the videos of him. I mean, he also... Yeah, I've seen the videos. How he dressed, too. He's, he's even kind of a, like, a, he's an incredible golfer. And like you said, the ball-striking, yeah. he's a goofy guy, too. Which yeah. Is, like, <laughs> as well. Right, he had like a big personality, um, but I mean, 
the stuff that he teaches was tough to emulate. Yeah, I'm not sure because I've seen the videos and like I think what what works for one person it might not obviously work, you know, for someone else is it? And like, there's probably yeah. more to it than just hitting lots of balls and stuff. But yeah, absolutely. I mean, honestly, I'm not like a good example of it. I, I'm pretty, I don't practice at all. Like I, my free, my free time, I just go out and play. Like I, I can. Oh yeah, cool, definitely, yeah. And that's the way. Yeah, so honestly, if I have a bad round, I never get mad because I'm like, how can you be mad if you don't practice? So like, was, <laughs> like, no one should listen to me though. I'm not a good example. You're not a good example. Oh, no, that's cool, man. Like, oh, there's some amazing stories there. That's that's really cool. And. Uh, I mean, it sounds like you play a great club and great area as well. Lots of good courses there. and Yeah, very fortunate to be where I am. Absolutely. Oh, cool, man. Look, I know you've had a long day, so I know you have uh, you must be worn out after working at the club all day running that. For sure, yeah. we got to be back early tomorrow morning again. Oh, too. Back at it. Back at <laughs> it. Too. So, um, yeah, you've still got a lot to do tomorrow, haven't you, in terms of running the competition? and. Yeah, yeah. So we... Um, we just before I left, I, I sent in all the tea times to the people because yeah. we do it like PGA tour style where the leaders tee off at the end oh, of cool. the day. So that's yeah, the last ones to yeah. finish. Um, so we kind of had to wait for the last groups to come in, figure out who's in the lead and all the way down, and then just work our yeah. way reverse order through all the flights. Um, so yeah, and oh, wow. it, was, it was great. Yeah, it was honestly a super fun day. Members really enjoyed it. A lot of them, especially ones who were new members, hadn't necessarily played like a ton of competitive yeah, of course, yeah. golf. So they yeah. were all like really excited. But we actually, we had, I mean, I feel bad for the guy, but he made a 17 <laughs> on one of the holes. But, Ouch. you know, kudos, yeah, kudos to him though. He like, he, did, yeah. around, he put in his score. I mean, I think it was match would have withdrawn and been like, oh, like plugging me. But yeah, no, he, he put it, he was happy too. And he came he in. Didn't give up. Yeah, and we had another guy too. Like you know, in tournament golf, you got to put everything into the hole. And the guy missed a putt, and it was hanging on the lip. And he just walked by and he scooped it up with like the back of his putter and walked off the hole and went teed it up. And his group members had to be like, "Hey, listen, man, like, I think you're DQ'd." And you know, obviously, we had to come out oh, with no. tough news. But you know, he's never played tournament golf. And he's kind of just used to that, right? Like, but wow. that was a fun day for sure. No, that's the uh, that's the tough thing with starting out golf is you, is learning the rules and stuff too, isn't it? And following all these um, new protocols and yeah, yeah, that about, was definitely it? like a a big hurdle for um, this this tournament was finding a way to maintain the integrity of like tournament golf. Yeah, but as well still staying safe with COVID. So like you know, in yeah, a bunker, course, yeah. when it goes in there, you know, you normally you can't touch anything. No. Go in there, hit your shot, and that's it. But we had to be that you know we can't have rakes out there, so we did our best to have our staff go out and rake it. But we also yeah. had to say, hey, if you're in someone else's footprint or some sort of disturbed area, that you can take a a, a drop from there. Um, so yeah, I think I think we did a good job. No, good stuff. Again, making a mix of both and making the experiences as tournament like yeah. as possible, but still again maintaining the proper safety plan. no i mean it's really good to hear that you guys have got tournaments running and more people playing and you know you're yeah really busy and stuff i mean despite all this going on you know which has obviously been terrible and still challenging yeah <clears throat> all right mate. well look thanks very much for your time i really appreciate it it was great great oh, challenge to you very interesting uh lots of cool stuff there so uh yeah some great stories okay mate well, right, ha- ha- good luck tomorrow hope it goes well thank you so much have a good day yeah bye thanks